Yesterday we talked about testing a product and determining portions. Today we're going to talk about suppliers and price setting on 10 minute food truck training. Hi and welcome to 10 minute food truck training. My name is Bill Moore, founder of foodtrucktraining.group. All this week we're talking about menu. From determining your menu to costing to equipment to portioning. So today we're going to talk about sourcing supplies and setting some prices. Once you're confident with your menus and the ingredient portions, you should begin searching for high quality yet affordable sources for all of your food and all of your paper. Quality, availability, and pricing are important parts of this step. Vendors are often challenged with minimum orders when they look at national distributors like Cisco or GFS, Cheney Brothers, US Foods, and all the others. One alternative is to look at local regional distributors that are a little bit more flexible when they're dealing with a mobile vendor. To contact every supplier that runs routes in your town. They may be able to assist you with your business. You could also partner with other food vendors so that you can at least meet the minimum required case count or if they have a do minimum dollar amount, you could achieve that. Many distributors will contact you with their delivery time so that you can meet them at your commissary and accept the delivery of your food. The big distributors typically don't deliver to residential neighborhoods because of the weight restrictions that a lot of those roads will have on their truck. You can also look at sources like Sam's Club or Costco's or Restaurant Depot, WebStaurantStore.com, BJ's, all of those big warehouse stores you can absolutely use and shop at. But also don't forget the local small businesses because remember you're a small business. You want to encourage other people to patronize small businesses. So look at the bakeries and the butchers and the produce companies and the farms in your area and see what kind of deals you can work out with them because you can cross promote each other. You can have on your menu that I'm proudly serving this farm's produce and at the farm they can help to cross promote you. So if you love our produce go see Bill's food truck downtown. So you want to jump on the computer and do the research on the food distributors in your area and you'll probably be surprised there's a lot more that come to your area than you realize. And again, if all else fails, you can shop at Walmart and a local grocery store. The important thing is that you portion properly and consistently and you sell at a good profit no matter what the price is. That is one of the tenets of being in business, to sell at a profit. On our food truck training group on Facebook, we have a spreadsheet that's available for you to download. It's free. Join the group, the links are in the description, go to the file section and download that spreadsheet. It's extremely comprehensive. It's going to be the best sheet you'll ever come across to help you determine your menu price. Or you can just do it on a piece of paper and a calculator, that's up to you. But what you do need to know is the exact cost of each ingredient. So let's take our hamburger we were talking about yesterday. Let's take the buns for that hamburger. If you buy a eight pack of buns, you know it costs $3. You take three, divided by eight, and it tells you that each bun costs around 38 cents a piece. That's pretty easy math. That's the easy one. Meat is a little bit different because you can buy the meat by the pound, but clearly you're not selling a pound of meat. You're selling a portion of a pound. So let's say the meat's $2 a pound. And if we sell a quarter pound burger, that means we get four per pound. That's going to take that $2 divided by four and gives us 50 cents and that 50 cents is per hamburger patty. If we were selling, say, a six to one, which means six portions per pound, we would divide that by six. But you see the, the math there. How many portions you get out of that pound is what you're dividing into the cost. So in our case, we've got 38 cent burger and we got a 50 cent 
or 38 cent bun rather and a 50 cent hamburger patty now let's talk about condiments some of them are easy some of them are a little bit more tricky let's talk about mayonnaise ketchup and mustard all those are sold by the gallon there's 128 ounces in a gallon so if you have a five dollar jar of mayonnaise with a hundred twenty eight ounces and you're putting only three quarters of an ounce now you're stumped because you don't have that 128 ounces but i'm only using three quarters of an ounce what do i do you're going to take that 128 and divide it by 0.75 that's three quarters of an ounce so divide it by 0.75 and that gives you 170 portions out of that one gallon of mayonnaise so now you take the five dollars divided by 170 and that gives you a little bit under three cents per portion of mayonnaise and you do the same for all of your liquid condiments pretty simple now we're going to talk about produce produce gets a little bit more tricky because we have a couple of different ways that produce is going to be handled let's talk about a case of lettuce it'll have 24 heads in it if you've ever bought a full case of lettuce and then start to open it sometimes you'll have some really big heads of lettuce it'll be significantly bigger than a softball when you peel away those uh, outer bitter leaves and you core it and you have a softball sized head of lettuce that you can slice up and use for sandwiches but within that same case of lettuce you could have one that's more baseball sized you could have one that's more cantaloupe or honeydew sized you could have one that's even a small personal watermelon size all of those different sizes produce different amounts so what you've got to do on something like lettuce is come up with an average. So in our case, we said we're going to slice it. So we would take that case of lettuce and slice up the different heads and see about how many ounces, usable ounces, we get out of each head. And we call that an average. So that way we have a decent idea about how much a head of lettuce should yield and therefore how much it should cost us. If you don't buy by the case, you go to produce stand and only buy it by the head they may sell it at a set amount per head regardless of the size of the head so if you're able to pick and choose then you want to pick the biggest heaviest head you possibly can because you're paying the same amount whether it's a watermelon sized head or it's a softball sized head so be smart when you're shopping you also have things in produce that are sold by the pound like onions or tomatoes which you can't get a full yield out of you buy a 10 pound bag of onions you're going to throw away the core, you're going to throw away the roots, and you're going to peel off the outer skin. So that 10 pounds of onions to start with may only yield 9.5 pounds of usable onions. So you've got to take that price and divide it by the 9.5 that you end up getting rather than the 10 because you're effectively cheating yourself if you divide it by the bigger number. It's telling you it costs less to you than it really does. So think about the yield on those kind of products. I've got a video that explains in detail on our YouTube channel, which is called Food Vendor Reality. And I've got three different videos on food costs that explain this in detail with lots of visual aids for how to figure out your produce. The bottom line is you need to know the exact cost of every portion that goes into your recipe. And there's no guessing. You should always shop around for the best products and the best pricing. Don't be afraid to have several suppliers for your ingredients and then have a backup distributor because you never know when your main supplier is going to run out or run short. My pro tip for this section is start with quality, then worry about price. People know when you skimp on quality. If you recall, yesterday we talked about adding seasoning and the seasoning is applied to the meat as you're cooking it and this will be any kind of seasoning if you're making taco meat you're putting seasoning in there a lot of people don't account for the seasoning when they cost a product they look at salt and go ah that's cheap we don't need to worry about that but have you ever bought pepper have you bought a pound of pepper there's a reason why those little teeny tiny jars cost six and seven dollars when you go to buy a pound you're up into the 30 40 and 50 dollars and that's getting it cheap so price in your seasoning even though it may last you a month or two you still want it priced in because it still did cost you money it wasn't given to you for free 
If you do things like uh, adding butter to buns when you toast them, you want to add in the butter cost or the bun oil cost or the oil cost. You have to add in all the costs. Think about the recipe. So in our example recipe, we had a cheeseburger. Let's say that we added up all of those different costs and it comes up to $1.44 to make that burger. So how are you going to price it? I recommend you start at taking that 144 times 4. What that will give you is a 25% food cost. So when you do that, take that 144 times 4, and then you round it to the nearest quarter, because I think you should price on the quarter. I'll explain why in a minute. So if you take it to the nearest quarter, it'd be selling for about 575. That's going to give you food cost of 25.04% which is awesome. Keep things simple. For the example, I am not adding in any sales tax. So this is just straight. Cost me a buck 44. I'm going to charge 575 and then I'm going to add on tax later. If you want to include your tax, that's entirely up to you. But remember that tax gets removed from whatever your selling price is. So you can't take that 575 and remove tax from it and still think you're running a 25% food cost because you're not. Food cost is always divided against your net sales. Your net sales does not have sales tax in it. So for my purposes, once I have the 144 in cost, multiply it times four to give me that 25% food cost. And then if I want to add tax, I'll add in the tax on top of that. And again, round it to the nearest quarter. The reason I round to the nearest quarter is it makes it easier for me to adjust pricing when there's little blips in cost to me without appearing to have to bump everything up a full dollar. If suddenly hamburger meat goes up and I have to really, if suddenly hamburger meat goes up and I want to make sure I'm still making good money, I can move my price up a quarter. I can go from that $5.75 to $6. If I'm already at $6, I can go to six and a quarter, $6.50, $6.75 real easily because that leading number still is a six. And even though I've gone up 25 cents, people don't notice that as much because the leading number is still the same. It's a psychological thing. But when you go from a $5 burger to a $6 burger, they notice that really quickly and will give you pushback on it. Think about something that's less expensive like a soda. 31 cent soda, most people sell for a dollar. Okay, that's a 31% food cost. Not a good food cost, but hey, it's your business, run it how you want. What happens when that soda goes to 40 cents or 45 cents or 50 cents? What do you do? You either sit and eat the cost or you bump it up a whole dollar if you're one of those people that's afraid of coins. So it's not as easy to adjust your menu when you're afraid of coins. Price on the quarter. Does not change your speed of service. Trust me, as someone that's run restaurants where we deal with pennies and nickels and dimes and quarters, making change is not the slow point ever. The slow point is either taking the order to begin with or the cooking process. If you're that worried about the slow point being change, you might want to look somewhere else first. I hope you guys are enjoying this series so far this week. If you are, please consider supporting the podcast by clicking that support button. Every little bit does help. If you guys are interested in joining our Facebook group, it's called Food Truck Training. We have a bunch of very helpful folks, very positive folks. We are not your typical Facebook group. I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. And I will see you guys tomorrow where we're going to talk about more on selling your menu. I hope you guys are enjoying this week, and I will see you all tomorrow.